0: Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I am your host, Janelle Carter.
1: And I am Terry Carter.
0: How's everybody doing out there? Hey,
1: what's up, guys?
0: Thanks for tuning in. We are rolling right into season two. We just released our first episode of season two just the other day. Yes. And now we are going to continue that talk about making music. Yeah. Our other favorite pastime. Love it. Our other favorite career. So, uh, if you listen to episode one of season two, you will know that Terry and I are musicians and that, um, singing and songwriting and playing guitar are our passions in our work and in our life. And, uh, we wanted to share some stories and some backside information about some of the songs that we have already that are out there that uh, if you are a River Road Trio fan that you may already know. And if you're not, hopefully you'll tune in and check us out yeah, and become one. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we, um, gosh, was it 2015 that we released, unloaded our first album together?
1: Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think you're
0: right. Wow. Yeah. So, happy six-year anniversary, Unloaded. Um, We had all these songs. This is kind of how the Unloaded album came about. We had all of these songs that we were writing, and we knew that we wanted to put them together. But the producer that we had used, who is like a brother to us, Bobby Mm Scumachi, had... um. Wasn't really recording at that time. He wasn't really producing music. He had moved on and yeah, he was doing other things. Other things. And so um, we didn't really have a studio, a producer, engineer, or anything. And we decided to have an album concert anyway, which consisted of us doing a full live show at an opera house, selling it out. Mm-hmm. We sold it out. It was out.
1: a lot of fun. Yeah. I think you came up with the idea when I was.
0: In a cast. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even walk. And yeah. I was like, I think we're going to undertake this huge album support concert. So what we did is we, we um, planned this huge event and had sponsors and all kinds of people. And it was just really great. And then we sold tickets. And that album concert alone enabled us to go into the studio and pay to have our first album produced.
1: And we thank everybody for that.
0: Oh, my gosh. We couldn't have done it without you. That is the really cool thing about crowdfunding and fan funding is that people feel involved and they feel connected and they feel like they had a part of. They want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And they feel like they're a part Mm -hmm. of this, you know, the songs and stuff. And they are. Because without them, we wouldn't. So on our um, unloaded album, we have eight songs. (laughs) And Lucky is the first one. Lucky is the first song that you and I wrote together.
1: That seems like forever ago. It
0: was. It was also the first song that we ever had spun on radio.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, you're yeah. right.
0: Big shout out to Boss Man in 98.3 WCCQ.
1: Yes, Boss Man.
0: Right here in the Chicagoland area. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's great. So he uh, he played our single lucky i at, at like in the afternoon drive time and it was like surreal for us mm-hmm. and and it's hard to explain to somebody who might not understand or might not be familiar with um like music and radio but it is nearly impossible to get your music on the radio
1: right yeah you don't go to the local dj Mm-mm. and hand him your record and ask him to, pay, to play it for you not but anymore it's not
0: they all have like to that. They, you know a lot of syndication they all have to go by certain like I'm not even going to pretend yeah. to know all the legalities for radio. But anyway, it's very difficult to get any kind of radio play unless you're signed by a, usually a major label. Yeah,
1: And it's all down It's all downloaded on a computer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of these... there's no more albums. They don't spin albums right. <laughs> no radio stations any longer.
0: But boss man went ahead and he found a way, um, during like an all request yeah. hour to play our song. And then we created a great friendship with them. And, um,
1: he is he is a character.
0: Yeah, And this next single that we're gonna be releasing, our brand new one, I'm gonna give him a call and see what he thinks because I always like to hear what, mm-hmm. what he thinks of it. So, uh, so on that, moving right on along on the unloaded album, we have barroom walls, which is, and I thought it would do better. Yeah, that was. I mean, that one kind of. It makes me sad because I feel like if it was actually on an album, it would be a B side, and I don't know, like. I just thought it would do better. It's so witty. Barroom Walls is a very honky tonk sounding song musically. Uh-huh. The story is about like a dude who is in the bar scene and like he's a player, right? He is He's good looking. He's got the sob story. He's buying drinks for everybody. He's dancing. And like, you know, if you're new in town, you're looking at this guy like, oh, man, he's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And And he talks a good talk, spins a good tale. And then his true colors start to come out. He doesn't have the money to pay the bar tab at the end of the night. He's getting in trouble with other women's husbands, because he's, you know, stepping in and dancing with them. And, and at the end of the night, Mr. Big Shot goes home with nothing but his a, a six pack, right? Six pack of yeah. beer and a huge bruised ego. Mm-hmm. I love it. Barroom Walls is such a cool song, but um, nevertheless, not a fan. Fa- I wouldn't say not a fan favorite, but just not, didn't get as much attention as some of the other songs. Mm hmm. Um, We move on along to Unloaded, which is the title track, and one that you and I argued about for a very long time. Unloaded sat and sat because I heard something that I couldn't describe, and you were having trouble. We just weren't passing the information back and and forth. That's exactly
1: what it was. It was a complete breakdown of communication because Mm -hmm. the way I was taking it, the way I was hearing trying to hear what you were saying was there was no musical possibility <laughs>
0: and i was like yes there is and i'm like
1: no that note does not exist it
0: does <laughs> we, and if we it argued does, about yeah. it forever and then like we talked about in season um or i'm sorry in episode one we then took it to our producer and said dude like here's the problem what is going on and he's like oh I, what i think what she means is this and he plays it on the piano and we were like oh my god yes that's it so unloaded, super fun. It's about uh, a woman, or you know, who maybe is freshly hurt. I don't know. You know, maybe freshly divorced or had a breakup, and she's been living in her mom jeans and driving the minivan and doing all of the things. And finally, she's like, "I'm, I gotta, I gotta break out of this." And she goes and finds her inner
1: kind of like a midlife crisis almost. kind of yeah. yeah
0: yeah very much like that you know and she's you know dancing on speakers and having a great time so that's about unloaded a little angry song mm-hmm. um angel eyes is the next song on that album yeah
1: yeah that one means a lot um yeah, it does why don't you tell them about
0: angel eyes
1: well it's we had a neighbor art um just a a wonderful heart just a absolute kindest soul yeah yep. um he was gold yeah just gold we met him when we obviously moved in next door to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and him and sandy and we just we just connected you know he was just a great they both were just great people and um he uh he got cancer and mm-hmm. it, it it won he, he and it was just yeah. it's terrible to watch that because i just
0: Oh, it was really hard. Yeah,
1: it was very hard.
0: But the the weird thing is, is that we wrote Angel Eyes before he got sick. We wrote, we started writing Angel Eyes before he got sick, and I was like, I feel like this song is about art. And then we had him. He listened to it. We didn't say
1: right,
0: this right. song is about you know modeled after you or inspired by you, but we he loved our music, so he. We had him listen to it, and he was like, wow, that's really beautiful. Having no idea that it was really about him. And then when he passed, it was like... It just meant more. Yeah.
1: I guess the song really isn't... It's not about him being sick or anything like no, that. No, it's... It's about us missing him.
0: Yeah, and knowing that he's mm-hmm. with his angel eyes somewhere, yeah. you know? Um, so then moving on to number... Oh, gosh, song number five is The Pitcher. <laughs> How do I even?
1: You know what? This is all raw and this is all honest. So I say you just go for it.
0: So I wrote the picture in the shower. Uh, I had an old friend who burned me and hurt me pretty deeply. And he used to ask me all the time to write him a song. When are you going to write a song for me? Can you write a song for me? You should write a song for me. And so after um, our falling out or whatever, you want to call it. Um, I tried really hard to write some like super sentimental, meaningful songs and nothing ever jived, like nothing ever gelled and worked. And then there was, I think I saw on like the news or something that he had, um, he says he's a professional angler <laughs> he's a fisherman and I saw on the news that he like won another tournament and we had both hailed from this small town and I in sitting in the shower and I'm like you know what I guess this town is this town's too small like it's not big enough for two-way listers like I'm not going to be a successful musician, apparently, because how can this town produce two success stories? He clearly got the corner office, the corner market on that. And so, um, so the pitcher was born. But I didn't want... I wanted to be really classy about it, which I just totally blew that. But I wanted to be classy about the way that I wrote that song and produced it and published it. So instead of completely calling him out in it. I made the song about kind of like about baseball and we named it the pitcher instead of the fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this town's not big enough for two-way listers is like the lyric in the chorus. And it's fun. Oh
1: yeah, it's a very fun song.
0: Or it's a fun song. Yeah. Um I didn't expect that like that emotion to come through in such a fast, you know. But if you listen to the lyrics and you know him you'll understand
1: or you could put it to any person that's burned you oh for sure it'll fit it'll fit any
0: and it's a little tongue-in-cheek because i'm saying life's the bat i'm the ball and you're the pitcher so like i mean ultimately i'm the one who's getting the hell smacked out of them (laughs) which is what it feels like right um okay so the oh number six on the unloaded album is anymore which is probably one of our favorites and by far somebody just requested it last night i think the song that we get the most requests for that and lucky but anymore was not written the album was done yeah and we were on our way home terry and i we're on our way home from a job. It was late at night. We were driving down the highway,
1: and you started to fight with me.
0: I did. I'm gonna own it. I did. When I'm that tired, like I am right now, because <laughs> um, can we talk? Uh, yeah, can we talk about the fact that we're getting a little bit too old to be playing rock star in the middle of the night like we mm. did? Yeah, um, over the weekend. So we were on our way home. I was very tired, and I was like whiny. Why you never? want to like cuddle anymore and you never and he's like well you never do this and i'm like well i don't do that because you never do this and pretty soon we're like in a fight and we came home terry is a very solid calm like two feet on the ground sturdy fighter and i am a crazy like not crazy I'm, not Hello? Gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm passionate. That's the word we're looking for.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was going to go for crazy Italian, but other than that,
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. Um, and so what happened is, is that we came home and he went as he does, went to the bedroom and shut himself in. And I went, Oh well, that's great. Okay, so I went to the office and I grabbed your guitar and I was like, "I'm gonna write a song about this and him." And I was doing really good and I playing it on the guitar. I only know like enough, you know, enough of guitar to write a song. And so I'm playing it and I'm getting it and I'm like, "Oh man, this is good." And then I ran out of chords (laughs) that I knew how to play, so I had to go wake him up and say. Can we just put the fight aside for a second? Cause I think I have a really great song. I, did I make you wake up? And yeah, you did. And then that made us make up. Yes. It and did. then anymore was born.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't, um, did it, was it always the tempo that, that it is as a recorder? I thought it was slower at first or we were going to do it slower. So something like that.
0: We wrote it fast and we took it to Eric and Eric was like, what if we make this super slow and dark? We we're like, oh, so there is. I think there's a recording. In there, there is a there? recording yeah. of a slow, dark. And when you put it to that slow and dark, it brings a whole different, like, holy cow, vibe to it. It's, it is, it, the, all of the words are the same, but the emotion changes completely. Mm-hmm. So, um, some of the lyrics are, um, you used to love. When I would kiss you, you you used to say it's what you lived for. Uh, I can't say I can't like say it without singing it. But when you put it to slow, it's like oh my gosh, like this is
1: like deep wounds.
0: Yeah. So anymore is a really fun one that also played on the radio. Um, Then number seven, the one you need. That is a song that's wow. I wrote the one you, I started writing the lyrics for the one you need in the shower. <laughs> Shocker. Um, and I got the first verse done and it was, I knew in my head, okay, this is about a guy who's sick. He's sick. He has cancer. And the, the, he and his wife are looking in the mirror and they're saying, Okay, you have to let, the wife is saying, you have to let me be the strong one now. I need to be the one you need to get you through this. And then two weeks later, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I was like, screw that song. I, (laughs) what the hell? It was way too real and raw and emotional for me. So I, we shelved it and we got me through what I needed to get through. And, um, gosh, sorry, it's hard to talk about. And then we needed some time away because my illness and my recovery, my recovery more than my illness, was intense, my recovery.
1: Well, because it was about getting your voice back. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean thank God, you know, you didn't have to do you know the, the chemo and the things like that i mean that oh, that's that right. a blessing yes I, mean, I was
0: able to have a pretty intense what was it like an eight hour nine hour surgery or mm-hmm. something um to remove and they re- my god bless my surgeon dr de young and his staff nadine they were able to remove all of the cancer and all of the tissue surrounding and everything was clear. All the margins were clear. So I did not have, there is no chemo. Chemo doesn't trade it. Right. That I had a very rare type of cancer. And, um, so then yes, it was a very emotional recovery because with that I lost my, my ability to sing and nobody could tell us if it was going to come back. And so we took some time away. I started getting my voice back Thank you, Jesus. And we took some time away, and we were not going to bring the guitar. And at the last minute, we may have even pulled back in and grabbed it. Mm-hmm. And we went away to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin for the weekend and said, we are going to be a married couple. We're going to do what married couple pe- we're gonna we're going to get a couple's massage. We're going to go to dinner. We're going to sit in a hot tub. We're going to drink wine. We're going to hold hands. We had dinner. We had dinner. We went back to the room. We grabbed the guitar and we wrote music yep. and we that's finished. What,
1: yeah, that's what this married couple does.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love it. We finished the one you need. And then years later, a few years later into my business walks this beautiful young girl and sits down in my chair for a haircut as a walk in and starts right away we hit it off and starts telling me about her life and come to find out she has a disease that is taking her eyesight and taking her hearing. So she's going blind and her hearing is going and a few. Yeah.
1: That's just cruel.
0: And so the, the chorus for the one you need is um, I'll be your eyes when you can't see. I'll be the strength to, uh, I'll be your eyes. You can't see. I'll be the strength to help you get up off your knees. I'll be your breath when you can't breathe. You've been the one now. Let me be the one you need. And all I could think of was the song, the song, the song. She needs to hear the song. And so a couple days later, I got all my nerve up, and I sent her a note and said, "Um, Abby, I hope this doesn't freak you out, but I have a song that I wrote, and I think I wrote it for you. I think it was written for you. And it took her a couple of days to reply, and I was like, oh, my God, I freaked her out. I, I, scared, I scared her away. And then she finally replied, and she was like, I couldn't reply because I couldn't stop crying. I Like, I couldn't clear my eyes enough, my tears, to write you back. And that song became her fight song, her theme song. And she's doing incredible work um, for the foundation and I will get the information out there for you guys. And and I apologize. I don't have it with me, but so that the one you need, what a special song. Yeah. And then we'll round out um, today's podcast with the last song live forever. How do you even talk about that one?
1: Uh, I think that, well, that one just lightens the mood. It's such a fun song. Yeah. It just, you know what? The other one's being so heavy, so heartfelt. Mm -hmm. um, We needed something to kind of like just, it's dreamy. Not really be anything yeah. specific other than just, you know.
0: It's dreamy. That's what I think. Like, if I were having a dream and it's fun, little dreamy song. Mm. We wrote a song called Home that didn't make the cut.
1: Yeah, I don't think it will either. I mean, I think that might be the one that just stays up on the shelf.
0: Maybe. And it might be something fun to play
1: out. Campfire. Yeah. Yeah. That's a campfire. Yeah.
0: Home. Has anybody heard home? Are you a river road trio fan? And have you ever heard us play a song called home? Um, if you haven't, then you're not missing much. (laughs) 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 It's, you know,
1: it's not that it's a bad song. I just, you know, again, um, I don't think, you know, everybody's got great songs, so no.
0: all right. We are running out of time really quickly, but on uh, stay tuned for the next episode where we're gonna go down our list of singles that we have. That was our album, and then we've got a whole boat ton of singles that are super fun, fun to talk about, and we will tell you all about those. Stay tuned. Thanks for hanging in with us on No Stage Lights. I am Janelle Carter, signing
1: I'm out. Terry Carter.
0: I ran right over your words. I'm no, sorry. No, I ran over you. Oh, well, I'm okay. Have a great night, everybody. Take <laughs> See you care. Guys.